AI Mentors is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting and networking needs. Our podcast, AI Mentors, brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI Mentors cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. You're listening to AI Mentors. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Today, we have Ilya Meisen. Ilya is the Vice President of Data Science, Strategy and Operations for Dun & Bradstreet. Ilya, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here, JP. I love what you guys are doing with this podcast. So Ilya, for for those listening, please give us an overview of a bit about yourself, your background and and talk about your your current role at DMB. So I'm not what you'd call a classically trained data scientist. I started my career as a strategy and management consultant. And I actually, I never specialized in anything. So I was a jack of all trades. I never focused on one industry in particular. I never focused on one enterprise domain. So I did work all over the place in a bunch of different countries and a bunch of different industries, anything from automotive to healthcare to industrial products to, you know, you name it. So back in my previous professional life as a consultant, because I was doing so many things, I ended up having this skill that has proved to be invaluable in my career to adapt to to new roles and and just kind of like be very comfortable with with change and ambiguity and what I learned the most important thing that I learned in consulting is that the most important question in in life is what's the question we're trying to answer and if you approach whatever role you find yourself in if you ask yourself that question, what's the question we're trying to answer? It's it's pretty amazing how the rest kind of falls out from the question and you can start breaking it down and start solving those problems. And it's, you know, I found that it's the same approach, whether you're a management consultant working on a project or whether you're trying to solve a complex data science problem. It's the the, the circumstances and the environment are different and the problems are different, but it's pretty much the same approach. So I, that's that's how I've been able to bridge from consulting into data science. Amazing, and I think a lot of what you said will resonate with, with people listening um, about the the interest first and foremost to be passionate about mm-hmm. it and be fascinated. That that curiosity can lead to a lot of amazing things. Um, so. Dun & Bradstreet, obviously one of, it's, it's a long established company involved in many areas of business, but could you tell us a little bit about how your group is utilizing data science uh, to impact the business and some exciting projects you've been involved in? Dun & Bradstreet has a tremendous amount of global data on businesses and we have some very sophisticated intellectual property and algorithms as well. So putting all that stuff together, what we're working on is uh, advanced anomaly detection. Um, so looking at these ginormous data sets and trying to find clusters that would indicate something anomalous, whether it's anomalous behaviors, anomalous entities, anomalous transactions. Um, and, you know, anomalous can be bad or anomalous can be good. It could be could be indicative of, of sort of malfeasance or fraud, but it could also be indicative of some really new, exciting business trends starting to shape up in the marketplace. 
so this is one of the things that we're looking at and it's there's obviously tremendous um tremendous possibilities and the whole wide range of applications to these techniques as somebody who leads a, a large team of very skilled individuals when you grow your your team and you look to fill positions what, what are the main things that you look for in an individual and what can junior people be working on um to to improve their skill set if they were ever to, sure. to interview with you absolutely so i think it's you know like as everything in life it's there's three big areas one is the ability to differentiate between the myths and the reality right and so let me explain what I mean by that. There's a lot of noise today. Everybody's talking about artificial intelligence and you know how artificial intelligence will replace humans and you know there'll be no jobs in three years and in, in two years, 97.38% of jobs will be automated. Look, this, there's a tremendous amount of noise and I think the ability just you know, to have enough of a common sense and business acumen and kind of like commercial acumen to step back and see where things are is extremely important. So, you know, the other thing is a lot of people kind of assume that, yeah, you know, we have AI and it's a magic wand and we can just wave it at any problem that, that is thrown our way, which is, of course, it, it's just, it's absolutely not true. Again, it's a very powerful tool, but AI today is just a collection of models and algorithms that can solve some problems in some cases, given some preconditions. So, you know, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. Just having common sense about where the world is, right? And not kind of, all right, don't worry about it. Just I'll, I'll figure out what the latest tool is and I'll, and I'll be good, right? So if someone has that approach, I don't think it's a very healthy approach, right? There's a lot of great tools, but you still need to have a lot of hard skills and soft skills so which get, gets me to um to the next point in terms of the hard skills that young or aspiring data scientists need look i would say first and foremost focus on fundamentals math statistics tools will change um math you know arguably not so much yeah i, I read somewhere that um, there are about 2,500 programming languages existing in the world, and all, all that has kind of happened over the last 50 years or so. So do the math, which means every week there's a new programming language being born somewhere. Now, of course, some of them will die out very quickly. Some of them become, will become as prominent as R and you know Python. But again, just kind of like to give a little bit of flavor, when I was in high school, Turbo Pascal 5.5 was all the rage, you know, and I wrote a bunch of code in Turbo Pascal 5.5 and it worked really great. But I'm wondering, you know, if, if anyone is listening to us under the age of 35, like who has heard of Turbo Pascal 5.5, right? So today it's R and Python. In five, 10 years, it's going to be S and Cobra or whatever comes next. But the point is, like, tools change. It's inevitable. Tools evolve. Tools change. Other things don't. So, again, math, statistics, if you have that, you will always have that. The other thing is, it's very important to have very solid um, experimental design skills. So, as a data scientist, you effectively will be designing experiments and 
whatever shape they take, right? Like in a way, everything is an experiment in data science. You're just trying to figure something out. It's very important to have um, the ability to kind of proactively understand where a source of bias can come into your analysis and proactively um, deal with it, right? I mean, it's amazing. There's so many times we start doing something very complex without really thinking, all right, like how is my approach my approach biasing the solution? So that's very important. And then the other thing is, um, on the hard, still on the hard skills, and Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's partner, talks about it better than anybody else. Just collect as many models and mental frameworks as possible, right? So, you know, if you're a Bayesian, great. If you're not a Bayesian, fine. But if you don't understand this whole Bayesian concept, that's probably not very good, right? And this goes for not just models and statistics, models and mathematics. Again, Munger talks about applying models from any discipline, right? Biology and, and whatever. So these things are incredibly powerful. So I think this is the the hard skills. And then there's this whole section of soft skills that are equally important. First and foremost, as a data scientist, people need to understand that you know, they, they don't do these things in vacuum. Like they really have to understand the business where they work, the business problems, the challenges in the marketplace, competitive dynamics. So if you can be that data scientist who can operate both as a data scientist, but also as a business person, so your value in the marketplace is going to be just tremendous. You'll be able to do really, really powerful things. I talked a little bit about understanding the problem, right? What's the question we're trying to answer? I'm sure, JP, you have seen it a million times and all the listeners have seen it too. We get excited about solving a problem and we kind of like run off and start doing things and things evolve and everybody's working super hard and there's, you know, like you're in the office until midnight and then you step back and it's like, wait, what are we doing? So that's, that's bad, right? That should never happen. So that ability to constantly step back and kind of like monitor yourself, should I be doing this? Is this actually what we said that we will be solving or working on? So that's really important. Does all this make sense? 100%. No, this, you, you've awesome. listed out several uh, excellent points there. I think it's um, very useful indeed. It's important to differentiate hard skills from the, the bigger thinking, um, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very easy for, especially for junior engineers and data scientists coming out of academia where it's all about the research with no end in sight. Um, as you yeah. transition into the commercial workforce, you need to always be seeing it through the lens of how is this going to impact the business? How is it going to improve? Absolutely. It's either going to save money, increase revenue or save time. If it's not doing one of those three things, it probably doesn't matter. Absolutely. And, well and, said. Well yeah. said. And I think you know a, a lot of a lot of more junior people want to want to get it to perfection. Finished is better right. than perfect, and uh, exactly getting, getting that mindset is very important. It's hard, I get it, um, but it's important for for people to hear that from somebody right. who is a vice president of of, an, of a huge organization focusing on this. 
your right. your aim is how is it moving the business forward absolutely i couldn't agree with you more it's all about results you know in, in the business world nobody cares about exploring stuff nobody cares about this may produce incredible findings whatever you're doing you must deliver tangible actionable results and it must be very very clear that the business can and will benefit from whatever it is that you're doing so again like nothing happens in isolation and then the other thing you kind of said something that um triggered something in my head so one of the difference from academia like you don't have the luxury of kind of going away and doing stuff on your own if you do that in the business setting nothing will get done right you need to constantly communicate with your professional ecosystem right the the the, the people who are you doing these projects for the partners across the partners across the enterprise you know if if you're a data scientist at a big company you will be interacting a lot with folks in technology with folks in data governance with folks in legal with folks in finance you can't really uh, have those conversations in in formulae and and tableau and whatever right so you need to have really good communication skills both verbal and written you need to be able to explain what you're doing why you're doing it how will the business benefit from it you know and and when it comes to it, it it's funny everybody hates powerpoint and powerpoint some people think it's it's a you know professional weapon of mass destruction and it may very well be but the business world communicates in powerpoint right so it's not enough to whatever it is tableau or you know any other brilliant powerful visualization tools it's great if you know how to do all that but you need to be able to to translate that into short succinct and very very clear powerpoint presentations and it's actually you know it's much more than than just learning how powerpoint mechanically functions right um consultants spend a tremendous amount of time on teaching junior folks how to create good presentations it's it's a much harder skill than than harder skill than people appreciate so you know again you can be the most brilliant person doing the most brilliant things but if you cannot communicate them verbally and in a written form you're going to be in trouble so it's definitely worth investing time into those areas yeah i i think it's one of the most important points you've made thus far and it's something i would want to follow up on if you were if you were brought into lecture uh, uh, university of your choosing who was teaching a class on data engineering and data science and you had mm -hmm. to get a message across on the importance of, of communicating the work and, and it, it advise a classroom on okay what you can be doing in your own personal time to help you along the way uh, what would you share with them what what could an individual be doing now to help them understand that aspect of the role because a lot of people working in data science and data engineering super intelligent and yeah. may, may be slightly introverted may not be as strong on the communication side but are smart enough to work to improve on that so any advice you could give there yeah absolutely I mean and again like I, I just I go back to to Warren Buffett so many times he always talks about how when he was starting off he was a horrible communicator and and a very shy public speaker 
And then he ended up taking a Dale Carnegie public speaking course, which he says changed his life, right? So, you know, I think it's a misconception that great public speakers are born. There's so many examples that, that are counter that myth. Like Churchill was not a great public speaker. He taught himself how to do it. So, you know, I think one area, verbal communication, I think it's definitely worth investing time in some sort of formal public speaking training or courses. There's some really good ones. Um, you know, if you spend a little bit of time doing that um, early on in your career, it will serve you tremendously well for you know five, six decades. So that's definitely worth doing. And then in terms of written um, written communications, you know, there's there's so many starting points. There's a famous book that's called The Pyramid Principle. Um, I think the author's name is Barbara Minto. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're a consultant, you're going to get that book on your first or second day on the job, right? And it, the pyramid, it's called The Pyramid Principle is because, um, um, so you, you always start from from the top, right? Like, well, what is it that we're trying to do? And then everything falls out from that. So, and you can apply that to writing, business writing. You can apply that to problem formulation. You can apply that to anything. But, you know, I, I think originally she wrote that in the context of how do you communicate effectively in written form. So that's a good place to start, right? And then that will give you a good idea of how to branch out. Um, you know, so very, very tactically, I would say definitely worth investing time and, and reading up on that. And any type of public speaking training is always phenomenally valuable. Some very useful uh, points there. Finally, then, Ilya, um, looking at your previous hires, the good, the bad, the in-between, if you were to look at a correlation like any good data scientist does, your best hires, what has made them stand out from, from the, the crowd? Um, um, what can people focus on to, to develop those skills? I think, look, f first and foremost is uh, the ability to get things done. And you know that I wanted to say something else, but um, <laughs> just get things done. You know, everybody is extremely busy. Everybody is working on 70,000 things. Nobody has time to solve problems for you. So you need to learn how to own something start to finish and do whatever it takes to solve it and it can be little things right as a junior person you probably start with somebody dumps a, da a, a huge data set on you and tells you go figure something out in this data set and then you see in the first 20 seconds you find out that the data is very very um, messy and you don't understand exactly how it is messy and you have to figure it out, then you realize that it's not actually the right data set for the problem that they asked you to solve. You have to go and just deal with all those things on your own and solve it. Of course, you can ask questions and you can ask for help and you can ask for direction, but just get it done, start to finish. So that's number one. The second thing is probably the sort of concept of like just being comfortable with ambiguity and change and you know what you and i talked about this if there's one thing that i can guarantee to anyone entering the workforce now or you know junior professionals 
you will not have the luxury of doing just one thing throughout your career. You just won't. Things change too much and businesses change and business models change and tools change and problems change and there's disruption this and there's AI and then there's IoT. Things will change. So, you know, the, the, the most successful folks that we have been fortunate to hire have the ability to just deal with it, you know. So things change. They figure out how to get things done. So, and it's funny, right? I mean, the the two things that I mentioned are sort of like in the soft skill bucket, right? Like I didn't talk about, you know, and we have superb people who can code starships in R. Yeah, of course, that that you need that, but that's almost table stakes, right? Like, of course, like if you're hiring a data scientist and the more senior of a data scientist you're hiring, of course, you have the expectation that they will have a very, very solid technical, statistical, and mathematical background. Um, what do you do with those skills? That's really what differentiates data scientists, in my opinion. Like going, having that ability to go and talk to folks on the business side and just like figure things out. That's what makes the best data scientist, in my view. It is always, always, always at the top of everyone's list is not the technical proficiency. It's the ability to communicate, interact, and the higher level thinking that, that will always separate people from the crowd, which should fill people with hope because that's something that anyone can work on and, and develop. Absolutely. Get the Aldous advantage. Become a member of the Aldous community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all us members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldous member and get the Aldous advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldous.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.